And then one day she decided to start living her own life. She organized her crap and she got busy. Hello and welcome to Organized Chaos. I am Kimberly Jensen, your host. I am uh, dedicated to really helping women organize the things in their life so that when unpredictable things happen, their whole life doesn't get derailed. I think so often we, you know, the craziest things set us back, right? Like we start that fitness program and like four, four days in, everybody in the house gets a cold. And so then, you know, we're, we never get back to it. It takes months and then we're finally back to it. Or, you know, we have a death in the family or a job loss or, you know, a, a flat tire, um, a, a bad conversation with a friend, like it, it, the most extreme things and, and then things that are just so silly and yet they can completely derail us. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think the more we can, it's not that we want to be super organized in like, if it doesn't go our way, then we, you know, we're off the rails. Um, quite the opposite. Actually, I find that when things are just habits in your life that are healthy, that you then tend to handle crazy things really quickly and are able just to bounce back and make things happen. And so um, that's what I'm dedicated to doing. Uh, I have been at this for quite some time. I think I kept adding kids to the mix and jobs to the mix. And the next thing I knew, I felt like if I don't keep everything together, I'm going to fall apart. And I didn't like that feeling. It was very, uh, it made me want to be, it made me not want to do anything because I was always ready. Because when you have four kids, the unpredictable things are happening all the time. But as I learned, I could control a little bit more of the things. I found myself not completely off the hinges. Um, And so what I want to talk about today is adding things to your life when life already seems full. And why it seems as though I'm an advocate for that exact thing. So I figured I'd start kind of where I started professionally and kind of take you down the rabbit hole of when I became an entrepreneur. And once I became an entrepreneur, how that became more and more and more. So I, uh, I worked as a, we're just going to do a quick memory lane here. I was recruited out of school for a managerial floor manager job at a hotel in San Diego, California. And, uh, it paid a very small amount of money to the point where my mom and dad still had to help me with rent every single month. And I, uh, but I loved it. I absolutely had the best, you know, three-ish years in the hotel business. I ended up going on to open two other hotels where really I began to see entrepreneurs, right? Like you see chefs come in and take ownership of their menus and their restaurants and their the way that the floor plan flows and the placemats and the china. And I really got to see the, uh, people use their creative, what they were made for and become creative in those things. And then take that into what they were good at. Um, And so I was pretty uh, burnt out by the age of 25, probably because I had opened a lot of hotels and it's very taxing job. And I ended up as a regional director of marketing for a nurse registry. And then I decided to take a huge pay cut and go and work for my church, uh, where I basically, in essence, helped small businesses. They weren't businesses. They were ministries, but they were kind of like businesses. Many of them were 5013Cs. Um, I helped small businesses uh, 
do their business uh, within the realms of the church. And so I help them with events. I help them with their budgets. I help them with their events. I help them with their websites and their, and so then I got to see an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial in action in like a million different ways, whether it was, you know, uh, rehab to, um, sex trafficking to, you know, quilting to helping children in underprivileged areas to boys and girls clubs to sports ministries. I mean, you name it, I was in it. And so I think that that slowly just got my wheels turning in that time. I added some children to the equation. And that, of course, then my plate began to get fuller. So at this time, I worked a full-time job. I had two kids. They were very close in age. And my my boy, uh, Carter, he I had a really hard time sending him to daycare. I didn't have such a hard time with my daughter. I don't really know why. Um, <laughs> sounds cold, cold and heartless. Maybe because there wasn't really a choice and I had to work. And so she had to go to daycare. But with Carter, it was, I just like struggled. Like I'd cry all the time and it was, he was miserable on the way home and he was just, it was hard. It was like a hard thing to do. And so anyway, I ended up pulling him and he stayed home with my, we, we figured out some systems and we made it work. Uh, all that to say in that time, I slowly became, I, I realized that I was going to need some more time to be mom and working a full-time job was going to be challenging. Uh, now, I want to just quickly say that this in no way says that you can't be a full-time worker and a mom. Um, I it, Not at all. I actually 100% would probably sign up for that at this point in the game um, once kids are all at school. But uh, when you, when they're little and you kind of want to be home more and, but you still have a heart to, um, I'm a worker. I'm a, a working human. It's what fulfills me. Um, it's just, I've always had that drive. It probably comes from my dad and my mom. They're both very hard workers. They always worked for what they got. Um, you know, my husband is a really hard worker. So the, I, I'm just a worker. That's what I do. That's what I am. And so even if I, you know, wasn't working, I'd be working. And so when I had the opportunity to start my own business, my own health and wellness business, um, and kind of jump out of the working corporate world, even though it was a church, it was corporate world, same thing. Um, it was scary, but it was very freeing because all of a sudden it gave me space and freedom to just kind of maneuver my life, how I wanted it to go. And I really loved that. I, and I still love that. Um, now life has been full and fuller, you know, in that time we've moved and we've had some more children and I've managed to add a whole bunch more jobs. And what I've come to realize is we have this world that is ours for the taking, right? Like God created the world and he gave us passions and pursuits and skills and gifts to do probably a lot of different things. And we can get very stuck in this idea that we have to just have a job till we retire and then we die, right? And I slowly began to see how you can kind of create things that you are good at and that you do have gifts for into a career, uh, into something that works for you and your family. And I, and I add, and I add, and I add. And I think that that's how organized chaos came into the play because all of a sudden I was very overwhelmed. I was about to have my fourth baby and 
I mean, I literally created Organized Chaos the Business in the depth of like 37, I think we had just moved, like, oh no, maybe we didn't just move, can't remember that part, no, no, we had been there, that's right, um, that was a different <laughs> different pregnancy, but we had, we were still settling into our new house, um, and I was very, very pregnant, and I remember thinking like, I and I was forgetting stuff, I forgot, you know, I'd forget oh, it's this day at school and, oh, we have to be there or we have to do this. And all of a sudden I was like, man, I have got to get my crap together if I'm going to have four kids with all these different schedules. Like you think now is busy, Kim. Like what about when they're playing sports and they're in clubs and they're doing all these kinds of things? And that's really where organized chaos stemmed out of because it began, it really was a, it was a self-help for myself. Um, but then I began to help other women and I saw the benefit that they were having and I went, okay, well now we're on to something. And so, you know, I think point of my, uh, podcast here today is take the leap. Um, I feel like if it's been put in front of you and the door isn't closed and your heart still desires it and it's what, you know, you pray about it and you feel it and you think that this is what you want to do, take the leap. Don't wait around for something to either just show up on your front door or, 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 you know, say, Hey, it's time. You should do this. You'll never get there. But if you can decide outright that you are ready to, to do something and be bold and be brave, uh, then I want to encourage you to do that because you will, you'll find so much favor and so much goodness and so much excitement and, uh, you know, have, I don't know. There's so many blessings on the other side of doing things that don't have an unknown outcome, Um, right? Like you have no idea. Like sometimes it might fail. Sometimes it might, you know, not be that great. Sometimes it might be one of the best things you ever chose to do. But if you're following you and you're following your gifts, I feel as though you're going to be honored in that. And, uh, you, you know, he'll meet you on the other side and he'll walk you through those things. But don't be afraid just because it doesn't feel normal what's normal, right? I mean, really, what is normal? Uh, but don't do things because of that. Don't do things because of your, your, I mean, if you are at your capacity and you're already stressed out and you're not going to create a business that <laughs> is all about organizing your chaos, then yeah, it's probably not for you, but maybe it's just not right now. Also, you could still have a book. You could still have a notebook that you just pour into about that idea. And then when the time comes, you'll be ready. Um, but don't sell yourself short in area that you really don't know that there could be more that could come out of it for you. Um, I think that's what part of being an entrepreneur creating things or it, I think that's the best part. It's just this unknown. It's the idea of this unknown thing that you're going to just plunge into and you might reap the greatest benefits. You might make the bestest of friends. You might change your family's entire life, change generations to come. You never know, but the reality is the world needs you to show up and be authentic to what you were created for so that there can be more of whatever that is. Um, and I feel that in my bones and I hope that you do too. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you feel inspired 
to pursue the thing that's been calling your name, to go after something that maybe doesn't seem like the right time, or maybe it, it isn't, it doesn't seem logical or normal. Um, and I want to just encourage you that the world needs whatever that is, because if that's something that you were created with, I can guarantee you that the time has come where the time will come or the time has come where the world needs you to show up and, and, and live that out. Um, you never know what you might change. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you that the, the, the normal or the thing that makes you comfortable, um, yes, it might pay the bills and, and it could still pay the bills and you could still add something to it. Um, and so I just want to say that go after it, go after it and don't let anything or anybody hold you back. You just never know what might change in the world if you pursue you at full capacity. So thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope that I meet you in your hard, hard spots, your dark spots, your not dark spots, dark places, and that I encourage you to authentically live um, as who you were created to be. If this spoke to you, I hope that you will share it with a friend. Uh, tag me on social media, leave a review, whatever you'd like to do. All of them are welcome. Until then, have the very best kind of day.